1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk. Hi, I'm Gary Rowett, and you're listening to the world famous
1: Acton Millwall.
0: Hello dear listeners, welcome to Akdung Mill, the return of one of our Listed Lions guests. I haven't done this for ages, absolute ages. And thanks to Alex Lee on uh, Twitter, I had a little conversation and I'm really, really pleased to welcome our first Listed Lions for a very, very long time, too long, it's,
1: uh, it's his dad, Steve Lee. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Nick. It's very kind and uh, uh, it's good to be here.
0: Yeah, Now, nice to have you, mate. Now we were just talking off air, So we might as well get this bit out of the way. This this is the less um, the less pleasant part of the of the, of the show. I'm, I'm hoping, um, Steve, you're one of the intrepid 400 that made their way up to Blackburn on Saturday, mate. Um, yeah, a pretty dire performance. Um, I'm just looking actually at a strange interview. Really, I, th- I find these interviews strange with Gary rowley I didn't see uh, the game live. I've only gone by the reports and conversation since. Um, but it, it, there's, there's a certain kind of, um, we we're just saying off, There's almost a certain kind of taking people for granted. Four hundred people have made an effort to get to a far-flung northern place, and then they're treated to a series of what he describes as individual errors. Um, did you see? Did you see our performance as individual errors, or was it something more um,
1: deeper, formation-based uh, problems? I think the, uh, to call it a performance would be sort of overstating the fact. Um, because there were there were there were individuals that were certainly full of endeavour and I include um the the young fullback Shackleton or the wingback Shackleton in there who was you know really trying and he had a lot of a lot of endeavour and um that was lacking in some of the more senior players shall we say we know Cresswell's a rookie and uh um, you know, we miss Sean Hutchinson dearly at the, at the back for his organisational abilities. We do. Um, uh, uh, and, but Cresswell is, as I say, the young player. He, he's got plenty of t- uh, talent and plenty of promise, but, you know, he's playing at a level that's really testing it. And uh, they try to capitalise on on that potential error, uh, area, you see. Um, otherwise, it was all bl- uh, puff and bluster in the first half. Blackburn didn't offer a great deal, apart from, as I was explaining earlier, a comical jump um, by the uh, Berriton Diaz in, in yeah. the penalty box, um, which you know brought a lot, a lot of laughter from the fans. But that was about the, the, the best moment of the first half. And, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, I felt Blackburn were there to, to be taken because they didn't look a, a particularly good sight. But they came out the second half with desire, ambition that we didn't have. And, well, this um, is it. They, this is they took well, the game by the scruff of the neck.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is what's striking me that we we don't see, haven't seen nearly our six defeats now, Steve. For uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um across what is it now the eleven games of the season so far? So that's that's um that's the bulk of our games that we, we're losing and losing without any spirit. It strikes me. I mean, that's it's probably a good way to put it because we just seem to look so fragile in defence. No one's um taking responsibility. Gary Rowett in this interview, it's on. London News Online mentions um, individual errors and people not, not, not being accountable, all of these stock football phrases that we that we get to hear. I mean, I I was also struck by um, Adam Barrett on News at Den. He's talking about Tyler Bureau, our one creative outlet, who, when he does come into a game, Steve, seems to have the ability to take the ball, run and create. Um, and he's, he's almost being dug at by Adam Barrett by saying that he's not consistent enough. Well, a he's hardly starting, and and b when he does come in, he is consistent because he creates chances. Yeah. Uh, do you do you agree that it's a management problem? Is it is it, um,
1: is it motivational from from your, your your perspective? It certainly seems so in the second half because as I say, they they didn't come out of the dressing room with any sort of. Uh, ambition, uh, uh, any sort of game plan that was going to change the circumstances to take, you know, real gri- grip of the game. By contrast, yeah. Blackburn did. And um, they opened us up. They, they found space. And I know the their goals were probably a couple of errors. Um, we yeah. obviously at the away end, so it was difficult to see from a distance. But I've seen the replay since. Uh, and uh, Cresswell and Long got tangled up in each other and, and yeah. created a chance. And sadly, a phobe flicked on the header at the near post for their second goal. Uh, yeah. and, and we all know if you're defending that near post from a corner, you don't flick it back, you head no. it out. Uh, yeah. And this, these are basics. Uh, and uh, and, and um, a phobie's not a rookie, he's an experienced player now. Uh, and uh, um, he should take responsibility there, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, but overall, his performance was pretty lackluster. Uh, yes. And, and so were so many others.
0: So much of the season has been lacklustre. I think it's it's very difficult. We, we, we've said already, I'll say it again, um, hats off to the 400 uh, fans that made it to, to Blackburn on a very difficult day. I do find some of the um, the pat answers that you read in these post-match press conferences, that there's almost an undercurrent of taking people for granted. I mean, people have made a real effort. You've made a real effort, Steve, to get there. Loads of others have made efforts to get there and to be treated to... Um, I mean we're Millwall fans, so you know we'll come on to uh at, the, at the, our club over over the last few years. So we we're not expecting Ronaldo and uh, Pep Guardiola football, are we? But you do expect some spirits and drive and and uh I don't know what, some some energy, some fire in the belly, and we're not seeing that for me this season. If, if I pick up on
1: your point about Tyler Bury, um uh when when you we we got in the ground fairly early, so you, you see the, the players going through their warm-up drills, etc. Yeah. Tyler looked a bit of a lonely character. Uh, uh, and, and I hope that, that doesn't um, uh, really show up in, if like, the rest of the team's spirit. But he he, he, he seemed a loner, um, right. whereas a lot of the others are in pairs or in small groups and, and so on. Um, yeah. Okay, I know he's one of the subs, so he's a, he's a, he's a bit part player at the, at the start of the, sh- the gig. But, you know, he's, he's got to play a part at some stage. And when he did come on... He started to open the game up a bit to the extent where Blackburn put three defenders on him at, 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 at certain times because right. they knew wow. of his threat. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and uh, Malone was trying to do overlaps with him and they were trying to get a combination. This is not that, that you know, there's no understanding like you used to see from Eiffel and Matt Lawrence and, 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 you know, days gone by like that. Yeah. But, you know, there is something inside of Bury. Uh, And and, um, like there's something in Fleming. Fleming is a good player in the making. He's a very good Um, player. I I, I make
0: you right. Both players are talented and we don't exploit
1: them. Yeah, we've got to find a way of incorporating both those players. So the rest of the side needs to be set up to incorporate those players. We're over, you know, we're in the post-Jed days now. The side was set up to get Jed the ball previously. He's not there anymore. So we've now got to set the team up in terms of, coming back to you, answer your question of management of formations to get the best out of your um, assets that are going to win your games. You don't win games just by defending. you got to score goals.
0: Well, this is, this is, um, it's a repeat theme. We've, we've said it a few times on the, on the shows over the course of this season, but it does seem to be Rowett's, um, Rowett's signature dish, so to speak, if you're a master chef, um, that you, you defend and you try to nick the game rather than imposing ourselves on the game. Now, you know, I, I'll make the point again, listeners, that we're not playing with um, huge resources. So we're not on Manchester City able to bring in the very best and impose our pattern on, on the other side. So there's always going to be a battle. But we don't, we, this, this sitting back, waiting for the opportunity, hitting people on the break, it's not working this season, Steve. That's, that's not for sure. sure, is it? No,
1: we've been found out there. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and other sides, uh, you know, recognize that was our tap- previous well rehearsed tactic. Um they're prepared for that now we've We've got to do something different and uh, and uh, you know i'm I'm happy with the close season signings uh, and and particularly the latest signing of styles these These players at Honeyman and Styles are footballers yeah. they're not they're not the players that we've seen sort of come into the side and just you know kick bottle and bite, as it were.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They are. They've they've got some silky skills, but we've got again. We've got to make sure we get the best out of that to get the creative element going. To get the best out of our forwards. Um, uh, and and one thing's for certain when I when I look at other sides and how they get these midfield players working well, they often have a player up front who can hold the ball up. We haven't. We don't have that. No, don't have that. Uh, And so that might be the other ingredient that he's got to. He's got to find to, to, to sort of get the get all the other components working. Uh, it's like an orchestra. If you've got an orchestra and you've got a conductor, he's, he dive, you know, directing all the different sections of the orchestra. But if there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of brass required and you've got no trumpets or French horns, ain't going to work. So, no. you know, we, we haven't got, you know, the complete balance yet. Right. Uh, and um, that's that's what's needed.
0: I did. I mean, we haven't really seen enough of him in in his preferred position. I, I did wonder whether that was Vogel, Sam, um place to be the the sticking, the, the striker with ball sticks. I haven't really seen that so far. And I wonder whether that is actually he's going to be his forte. But um, I wonder when he signed, whether that was the intention behind it. But it doesn't look that way at the moment, does it? He,
1: he looks a nervous player to me. Um, uh, someone that's... Um, not comfortable yet, uh, and whether hmm. that's because he lacks a bit of composure, which is unusual in a German player. Yeah, um, change uh, of
0: environment, different country, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe
1: he hasn't settled in yet, but uh, he, he looks a nervous player, uh, um, whereas the others, you know, you, you, the, the free spirits, the confident players play with confidence, and yeah, they're going to make a few mistakes here and there. Jed did. You know, you've got to hold your hand up. Jed will often lose the ball in the wrong area of the pitches, uh, uh, the pitch, but, there, you know, there are plenty of times where he was dangerous in the right areas. And that's that's what we've got to rec- recreate.
0: I think that's an interesting point. I've often thought that, I mean, Jed, Jed matured over the years that he was with us. He came to us in uh, 2016, 17 or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it takes you a while to build a, a depth of confidence in your own ability. I mean, this goes in life generally, Steve, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But you know the ability to be prepared to take a risk and make a mistake and and listen to the the torrent of what you're going to hear when when you give the ball away, it, it's it's hard for a youngster. Um I'm thinking of uh you know maybe someone like a Fleming and or a, or even a, a Bury. They were they both seem to have plenty of confidence. So mm. let's hope that continues. But. I think sometimes you, you, you kind of develop into that role, but we don't have anyone at the moment that, um, well, we're not playing anyone. Uh, Fleming is, is starting, but certainly Bury is not starting. That seems to be trusted by Andrew. I think that must seep through into a player's confidence it at does. some point.
1: That's a good point. It is a good point. Uh, and I think your earlier comment about what uh, Adam Barrett's saying about Bury is not going to help his uh, uh, confidence and not going to, um, if you like, inspire him. And again, it comes back to the management. The management have to get into these uh, players, uh, get into their minds and get into their psyches, and 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 you know, give them confidence. You know, it, it, you know, show their 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 confidence in their abilities, and uh, direct them into the areas of the game that's going to be beneficial to Millwall's game plan. But don't see it. Just it's it's a bit of a mishmash still. Um, I'm going to put
0: you on the spot. Unfair, but that's why people listen to our show, Steve. Unfair. Are you a at man? Are you for keeping him? Um, would you give him? Would you give him a period of time, or are you for calling it quits? Where, where do you stand on the, on the on the big question? It's probably the only question really that dominates Mill fans'
1: uh, thoughts okay. at the moment. It's it's one I've uh, I tangle with. Um, mm. And I noticed that Middlesbrough have sent Wilder today. They have just yeah before we started talking. And yeah. he's a he's a promotion specialist, so uh, you know no one's no one's um, uh, infallible in these situations. No. I, I, I go back to in some respects the Kenny jacket situation. Who, were you, who were we who are we going to get any better?
0: Mm. Uh,
1: and. Um, if if row goes we'll never get relegated with row it i think that he'll he'll find one, some some way of just stabilizing he
0: gets results them. when he needs them i think yeah Absolutely. i agree
1: but if we if we're going to make a, a make as, as the chairman is, uh, and the owner has made the investment he has his expectations must be greater now if row can't deliver those expectations then you've got to find someone who, who can um yeah uh, it, i agree so i'm 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 still I still think he needs he should be given some time. Uh, and, um, uh, and I think sometimes it's about, you know, gelling these players and, and, and incorporating them into a, a side that's going to work for you. There aren't enough signs for it working yet. It's got to happen soon. Otherwise, yes, he's probably on borrowed time. Well, results
0: start to take care of matters if whatever, yeah. you, you know, you and I might think about the rights and wrongs of it. We've got this natural break of a World Cup, most unusual season in, in that way. But we we have it whether we like it or not in November. Um, that seems to me to be a natural um, point where you might re- take a step back and review matters. Generally, also gives time for clubs if they do want to lose a manager to find someone yeah. new without competitive football for four weeks, I think, it is, isn't it? Free, which sure. may be in our case. So um, I, I think we've probably got Rowett until um, the World Cup, but um, results are going to govern what happens from there. Um, yeah. And it's been a it's been a, a moderate start. I wouldn't say it's been a poor start to the season, but it's been a very, very moderate start, which uh, wasn't what the investment was intended to achieve, was it? Let's, let's, let's uh, move along. I brought okay. you on as a listed lion guest. And we, as I said at the start of the show, I haven't done this for a long time. It's really nice to be able to do it again this is where we fire 10 standard questions at our guest to try and find out a little bit more about the themselves and and the uh, their Millwall experience over, over the years now we already know your name so Steve Lee so um I won't, I won't dwell on that What was your first
1: Millwall game Steve where did you first start going it was on my 10th birthday um in April 1966 wow um okay uh, it, it was uh home game against Bournemouth, um, and we won 1-0, Len Julian scoring. Um, right. At the time, uh, our family home was in Brixton. Um, I was sort of born in the Stockwell Kensington area and, and brought up mostly in the Brixton area before moving to East Dulwich in sort of 67th to, when I went on to uh, senior school. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the Bournemouth game, where we lived in Brixton, there used to be a station on the... Victoria line that ran through to Road Peckham a station called East Brixton, which was, right. uh, um, okay. in the sort of bottom of cold Arbor lane. That was the, the connection or the, the, the route, um, from Camberwell to Brixton. So we, my dad and I got the, the, the train and, um, and I can remember you know, walking the, the back doubles through from Queens Road, Peckham, round to uh, Elton Road <laughs> and um, uh, up Paul Shay Street and into the ground. And, and in, in that first game, my dad and I sat in the main stand. He, oh, right. Oh, he sat. The, oh, well wow. Posh. Yeah. yeah. Big birthday present. He, as he, said, <laughs> he never went in the stand, um, but he took me there. And Your dad was a Millwall made,
0: fan already, Steve. He was a Millwall fan. Yeah, Millwall oh, very sport. much so. Yeah, my right. dad
1: was brought up in Brixton. He went to school with Pat Terry okay yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, and um so he had f- quite a few stories about his 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 youth uh, and time with pat terry as a kid but wow. uh his, the family uh uh from his generation really have all been mill supporters he, his uncle was a, a Millwall fan jimmy kelly um right was a well-known character in the warth road he 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 went millwall all the uh, um uh, reserve games let alone the uh, uh, home games I always love um, that phrase. He's a
0: well-known character.
1: There's a lot in that. <laughs> There's a lot in that word. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: right. we, we, one thing we're not short of as a club, we might be short of money over the years. We're not short of characters, are we? No, it's, it's always sure. been something sure. that struck me from the very first time I saw it. Like. So 1966. Yeah. So yeah, that would... But that would have been around about the time of the um the unbeaten run, when it, it was it was it, during the '59 uh, uh, home game, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Did, did you see the final, the, the defeat that finally put. I uh, well,
1: sadly, it, I missed that. Um, uh, there was there was a a, a family do in because we had family sort of in various parts of the southeast. Yeah, and uh, and I was I was I used to go quite regularly with my cousin by then, my cousin Paul. Uh, and um, uh, so we went to many, many, or almost all the home games, very few away yeah. games. We didn't have the pocket money. No, that
0: was one of the things that always, you know, it's hard to get across to youngsters now. It's just different times. You didn't really go away. We, we, we didn't have the money. I don't know about yourself, but um, it just wasn't such a big thing back then. I mean, people did do it, but I, I certainly wasn't too old. I started doing away games. Um you got the Millwall bug early then Did you, what was your what was your memory of, of that game can you remember much about it
1: uh, I just remember the crowd being
0: the biggest yeah. thing
1: I'd ever seen in terms of, yeah, yeah, of people yeah. in one place and I, yeah. I, I, I think it was about 16 seventeen thousand so it was yeah, it was quite uh quite significant but of course the old the in the, the old den then the main stand the forecourt was a standing area it didn't have seats didn't have those right seats. okay that, that predates actually, me yeah. So people stood in there uh, as well as the other parts are uh, standing in the ground. But w- when I went with my dad subsequently, we used to stand in the the corner that was the what he called the bomb crater corner, which was you know sort of back yes. into where yeah, the, seen um, the pictures, the, yeah, yeah, where the, uh, uh, um, the new cross stadium was. So that was our traditional standing point, right, um, right, uh, uh, it, it, over there. So um, I, I the other thing I suppose about the game. I, Obviously, as a little young, young, young kid, the players look so tall and big built, huge, and, <laughs> and, and of course, some of them beer bellies. Are, uh, you know, is that famous picture <laughs> in Harry's Bar of um, uh, of uh, Dennis Burnett looking very lithe and slim, and Harry having looked as though he's just had a few pints, just come out
0: of so, the pub. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well these were different times players and yeah. fans did mix in that way, didn't they? I mean, they would, you know, it was well known the players would have a few drinks in the pubs along the old Kent Road that populated Absolutely. the area. And it was just a different time. Just found your fixture here. It's the Bournemouth one, uh, Mill One Bournemouth nil, uh, April 1966. There was a crowd that- of 17 oh. and a half thousand, Len Julian's oh. goal in the sixth yeah. minute. Um Wonderful, wonderful times. And this was a, a promotion season, actually. Um, promotion,
1: yeah. I think we got second. And, second,
0: um, we finished there, Steve. Yeah, yeah, and three, and three, from yeah. Third division, so we go up to the, up to the, the second division, yeah. the dreams of, of the top flight. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind.
0: Achtung, Achtung Milbald. So the well, the second question: did, where, where did you did, when you started going regularly? Were you always a seats
1: man at the no, Lane? Or did you no, no. My cousin and I stood on the there were the opposite corner. If you if you if going to, if you're going from the uh, halfway line towards Coalbowl Lane, yeah. there used to be a set of steps under the police white police box.
0: Yes, there were. They were yeah. quite
1: yeah. steep steps that, yes. that had a, a, a great, <laughs> better for standing to get better of a view. Better so view. Yeah. Had, yeah. So my cousin and I used to stand there quite regularly. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so I never he... watched
0: football there. That was that's weird actually because I always used to look at it and I never went there. I always was on the halfway line for the most part. But I never went yeah. to that bit. Um, and they finished up putting seats there in the first division days. They turned it into like a family area. Family. Didn't they put
1: that's right. seating, yeah. seats. Seats. Yeah. There. Um, but at that, the old den. I, I stood probably just to the, um, uh, again, the, the corner of where the bomb crater was and the whole and yeah. line around that sort yeah. of area. Um, and I, by then I was going with my father-in-law even. So, um, that, you know, be, be just before the, uh, the move to the, the new ground.
0: It's a cliche to say it, but there was nowhere else. I've never really been to another ground quite like it. I mean, there were many grounds at that time had terracing all the way around. I've been to mm. Charlton back in the 70s, maybe maybe yourself too, Steve. But, yeah. you know, there was, there was nowhere, that, I think it was that word that we said already, character. There was just nowhere that brought this torrent of um, characters. It was just full of, it seemed, the place as a kid seemed to be full of people that I'd never seen before. It's like something out of a Charles Dickens novel, sure. you know weird yeah. and wonderful people all around you where you went in the ground there's nothing quite like it i've never seen any any other ground that matched it on that front one of um, them being
1: the peanut lady <laughs> um who used to circulate the, uh, the stands selling her bags of um i came uh, across uh,
0: her later yeah. in life the peanut lady because yeah. she was, she was always a um, a regular face at the den the old den mm. Um, Selling our peanuts, as you say, inside the ground and also on the outside. Great bag of shell peanuts. And um, I used to work for, I was in housing management. I worked for Greenwich Council. One day I went into a flat um on the on the ferrier estate in kidbrook and there she was it was the peanut yeah. lady she lived on the on the ferrier estate uh, it's a very odd yeah. experience because you feel like you know these people i didn't know her at all i've never spoken to her but you feel like you know them because they're familiar faces but yeah so cold Blow lane um Thirty years since we left it, Steve. It's um, mm. so, sometimes it doesn't seem like it just seems like yesterday to me that I can still picture the the ground in my mind. It's
1: it, yeah, it, it left me with a big impression. It must have done you too. I'd very think. much so. It was uh, I. I've got some fond memories of some great games there. Got some very difficult memories of some heavy defeats because yeah, <laughs> it, it, we had some yo yo <laughs> times there. I mean, the Benny Fenton days were probably the ones because I was a schoolboy. And a youngster, yeah. uh, and and um, you know, really looking up to these 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 athletes, uh, and um, uh, but Benny Fenton really put a, a side together uh, of some really good players. You know, when he signed uh, Posse and Weller, uh, and the likes of Dennis Burnett and and people like that. You know, he, he Gordon Bolland. Yeah, you know, there were some there were some good signings, uh, uh, and uh, he managed to uh, uh, get that working with you know some existing players like Aimee Dunphy, and obviously with uh Gil Cripps uh, um and uh, you know one of one of the best signings was replacing Alex Stepney which was always going to be difficult you know bringing in yeah, Laurie absolutely. Leslie it was a yeah. terrific keeper yeah and then Brian King also Brian I mean King you know
0: you know um you're you're right I mean Laurie Leslie when I started going Laurie Leslie was the as a coach, so I never saw Lol Leslie play, but I mean the he, he was a Scottish international goalkeeper. He was, he was, he was a very goalkeeper. decent goalkeeper in his day. I, I think you're right. I mean, Benny Fenton is one of those underrated managers. I suppose it's a long time ago now that um, you know, so memories fade of, of how good a manager he was. He was a pragmatic manager, he produced a team that was very difficult to beat and yeah. took us within a hair's
1: breadth of promotion, Steve. Very much were you right. there? Were you
0: there that day that we thought we got promoted? In, yes, in 72? um seventy-two. Uh,
1: It still gives me the shivers, actually. um, uh, Yeah, me uh, too, actually. (laughs) But, you know, your expectations, again, that was a days where you were relying on someone who might have had a little mobile radio. Yes, that's right. You know, it's amazing how communicating was so... um,
0: it was rudimentary, wasn't it? It was someone yeah. would someone would bring along often quite a hefty lump of wood. The radio is like a thing with batteries, like real old school batteries inside, and, that, and upon that you relied on them for information because there was nothing like the ease and and flow that we have now. I sometimes sure. think we've gone too far in the opposite direction because it's almost twenty four seven now, Steve. Ooh, and um, it's. It's, you know, football totally back then was a was a weekly experience, maybe a fortnightly experience. Weekly if you went to other clubs, but mm. um, now it's round the clock, isn't it? It's, I'm not sure we've gained much in some ways.
1: Just going back to Benny Fenton ses- 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 a second. Uh, my yeah. uh, my dad saw him play. Uh, Did he? Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. And wow. he said a very cultured player, a very good player, uh, and um, so you know he, he came with a, a reputation where I suppose he could say to other players, I've been there, I've done it, you know. I, yeah. you know I, I, uh, and so I think there was a lot of respect for him, but they were a good football inside as well. And that's what I liked about them. Um, you know, they, they moved the ball quickly. Uh, and yeah. again, he got the component parts right. You know, he had Billy Neal on the left wing for uh, a couple of seasons. And, and you know, he, when he needed to replace players, he, he, he got like for like players in.
0: Absolutely, um, uh,
1: uh, and that, that was so important because you know you know he knew how we how what, what the strengths of the side were, and, and we we're very very good defensively. You know, uh, and oh absolutely, to get a young kids you know to come to the side to replace Brian Snowden was you know a big plus, uh, uh, and uh, you know we we got good replacements in, uh, and um, so the, the continuity and, and and the and the run he had, you know, Benny Fenton would have, should, I'm sure, he would have looked back on it as being very proud of what he achieved.
0: He was a great finder of talent. We've mentioned um, you know, the, the likes of Brian King, Kitsch. Um, my mind always goes back to Gordon Hill. I mean, he was a tremendous yeah. player quite quite early in, in, in his career because he would go on to Manchester United and England. Um, but when you think about the players, Posse, uh, Bolland, you've mentioned, uh, but even someone like Burnett, it was a very cultured defender, really. He was very... A very Elegant on the ball, it seemed to me, as as a youngster. Um, But I summed up Benny. It's just interesting to think of him because one of the things I always remember reading, strangely impressed by this, was there was a description. It's like one of these shoot things where they ask you great influence on your career. What do you like to do outside the game? And Benny's reply with this profile was he enjoyed a a nice glass of red wine and a good crossword. I thought, what's a good crossword? Because the only ones I saw were the were the, the sun had like an easy one, had a cryptic and an easy and a, and a simple uh, version. I, thought, I don't know if that qualifies as a good crossword. And we didn't have wine in the house. So I thought that no. sounded really bohemian, like someone likes to enjoy a good crossword and a glass of red wine. Um, sure. Summed him up as a as a man, I think. Uh, mm. A great manager. Yeah. Um, we moved out of the of Cold blow lane, Steve, in 1993. Um, 30 years ago now, strange as it sounds. Yeah, do you remember the um, what did you make of the new den when you first saw it? Do you like the new den? Do you do you, do you enjoy it as a stadium? I still call it uh, a den, the,
1: the yeah. Den. Well, I, I, I think back to the time when there, there was some thought about redeveloping the old ground, uh, and, mm. and if I remember rightly, it was something to do with. Pipe work that was underneath the the, uh, the ground yeah. that, that was so going to be so difficult to to alter and to change to get the foundations for big stands. But of course, Senegal fields became available, and and uh, one of my brother in laws um, sort of grew up in that area when he was a right. Youngster. Okay, so yeah. He said, "No, it's, it's a you know it's it's just down the road. It's it, you know a lot of other clubs have have, to, have had to move a, lar- for a larger distance, further afield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I." I I, I, it was time, and, and the, the club needed to come into... If it had the ambition still, it needed to come into the uh, 20th century with something that was going to be, yeah. A, marketable, and, B, offer the facilities to bring a wider audience in. Um, because some of our audience was disappearing, let's be fair. Yeah, well, that's just um, con- uh, and-
0: continued, isn't it? You
1: know, it's yep. um, that's, 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 that's part of the uh,
0: existential question of real war. We're still talking about that now, really, because there's always this hint that we might be moving or relocating uh, you know further afield trying to find the, the fan base so that that question was there then you're right um, I mean I think the problem with Cold Blow Lane was always that you I think the Taylor report required vehicle access all the way around the stadium and, and Cold mm. Blow Lane was squeezed into a a very difficult triangular site wasn't it Absolutely. Um, And I don't think it lent itself to the Taylor report because the the side seatings used to back onto people's back gardens, I think. I can't remember the name of the road there. Brocklehurst, I think. But uh, anyway, there was one of the the roads along there. And and then the the kind of the main halfway line, as we call it, was was essentially a kind of a mound, wasn't it? It It's like it curved up and curved down again into into bomb Crater Corner. Um, So I don't think the site lent itself. It, It felt like a Tremendous wrench when we moved. I, I, I do remember yeah. that, but I also remember, Steve. I don't know what your impressions of the new ground were when you first got there, but I remember being absolutely blown away by what we'd achieved by building this
1: yeah. brand new stadium. You just didn't see brand new stadiums back in those times. No, the, the facilities were, you know, were such a step up. They were a giant leap from you know what we previously had, uh, and, and I think mostly yeah. our fans have, have respected it um yeah um, and i and i and i i think it's a situation where um certainly when i when we when we were going there at that particular time after the move i was going to the east lower in what was the junior Alliance section because by then my son Alex okay yeah was yeah, coming yeah. And, and, and a couple of years later my daughter yeah. catherine would come along um and, and, and right. by then we lived in west Berkshire, um so we were traveling a couple of hours right. into town for home games wow um well wow. and uh so it was it was a, a bit of a commitment. It was it was always quite handy because um, my in-laws lived in the sort of uh, initially Lewisham area, but then the sort of Bexley Heath area. So I would drop my wife yeah. off to see her parents and her sisters, etc. My father-in-law <laughs> would jump in the car with me and the kids, and then we'd go to go home, to football. <laughs> and, exactly. But it made for long days. You know, we'd be sitting out ten o'clock. On was going to say for a that's night. a full day. We'd out. Be eight or nine yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, kids bought I mean, into we, it, and uh, yeah. It was good. Great fun. We've
0: mentioned commitment already for those who went to Blackburn, including yourself, and there's an example of it. I, I, I don't know that it's always absorbed by by those in the game, how much commitment fans do do put in. Um, who's your favourite all-time player, Steve? Who would oh. you choose?
1: Got... Uh, there's, a, there's only one player oh. for me. It's Keith Weller. Um, Keith Weller. I, okay. Keith Weller was... The the, uh, the three seasons he played for us, uh, and I and I, I I just looked looked at him on Wikipedia uh, yeah. uh, earlier on, yeah. and uh, his stats were forty goals in one hundred and twenty one games over three seasons, uh, which yeah. is pretty decent. But the, the beauty of his uh, him him as a footballer, he, he was the player that as, as a young kid I wanted to be, uh, you know, playing on Peck and Right. Right. Everyone okay. everyone chose their player that they wanted to be, and I. I Mine was Keith Weller uh, uh, and in his number eight shirt. But it, it, I just found him, he could play on the wing, he'd play centre forward, he'd play inside forward, he could play wing half because there was there was that slow change after Ramsey's 4-3-3 1966. Yeah. And the traditional, uh, you know, wing backs and inside forwards, side started to, you know, have this new tactical setup. up uh, yeah. 4-3-3 uh, um, that was the over i think it was the overriding uh, uh, tactical formation there. but Weller could play anywhere in that front six uh, and uh, he was he, he was just a gifted footballer a gifted footballer
0: he left us in may 1970. he was brought from tottenham in june 67 17000 pound this is an example of different times in the game 17000 um south yeah yes yeah, so yeah that was part both of together yeah, that was a signing. Well that what, 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 oh. double signing there, Steve. Wow, Posse and Weller. Uh yeah. and then we we sold him to Chelsea in May nineteen seventy for one hundred thousand. He would go on to play for Leicester City and England. Um, England. Um, and eventually he, he went to America. I think he was playing in uh, oh, in the so. NASL in the end. But so those that have seen him, I, I it was before my time. Uh listeners speak only well of, of Keith Weller. Mm. Um all right. Well, we've had the best <laughs> player you've ever seen. <laughs> well, what's the diametric opposite of best, Steve? Yeah, what's the worst you've ever seen?
1: <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a real, a long list of them. Let's be. fair. It's hard
0: to pick one. I, I think. It's, I always think every time I say this is an unfair question, really, because it's, it's, it's not always nice to pick out one particular player. So, um, there we are. This is what makes for entertaining listening, isn't it? Um, we've had a few. If you will
1: allow me, I'm going to have two. Go on. Yeah. Um, the, the, the first was Jim Standen, who was a goalkeeper, okay. uh, an ex-West Ham goalkeeper that Fenton <laughs> had to sign as a fill-in. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I remember looking back on it and, and, and I, I worked with a chap. It was a good friend of mine who's no longer with us, sadly. But he, yep. he was a West Ham fan whose rest of his family were all Millwall. Right. But and he used to we used to laugh and joke about Jim Standon and he said, oh, yeah. well, you know, he was in the West Ham Cup winners, Cup team, and all that. He never played in a, a winning Millwall team in the in the in the, <laughs> the, the years, the three, the two or three years he was with. He was even he was a, 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 a deputizing goalkeeper for Brian King. At
0: the Brian time. King, yeah, just but eight appearances yeah. for him. I've just oh, looked, I just
1: found him eight appearances. It was uh... appalling, absolutely appalling. <laughs> um, but equally appalling was that this kid that jimmy nickel brought down from Rafe rovers called oh uh, davy sinclair yeah oh the tattooed man with the tattooed teeth you know it's going to be so hard absolutely you know he was he was herlock and crips combined he was nothing (laughs) like them he that's a that's a a shame on using those sort of descriptions (laughs) he was a, a terrible player uh, and um, it, he shouldn't have been a professional footballer. And, but he was a pub footballer, basically. And, and yes. um, he would have made some Sunday football teams. probably. Really so we th- signed him Rafe team. Rovers.
0: Rafe Rovers in 1996. Um, a joint fee. Can you believe this? A joint fee. Um, I don't know who he come with. It was, it was Crawford. Hartley? Crawford. Uh, the joint fee was £1 million. He was part of a deal involving £1 million. Can you believe that? Um Partly, anyway, and he sold, sold to Dundee for ninety thousand in nineteen ninety-seven. But no, you're right. He was he was an appalling player. I, I can't speak badly of Jim Standings. I didn't see him, so I, I, I'll pass on. But I, I did see Davy Sinclair with the tattooed tattooed teeth. Um, tough time. Jimmy Nickel was a tough time. I mean, I, I, I do, I do find doing these kinds of shows, Steve, that you find yourself moaning about situations where you think, "Hang on, where have we been in the past?" You know, Peter Anderson, uh, Jimmy Nickel.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, it, it, some dark, dark days. You're not really in a position to moan, but there we are. It's... Well,
1: there's, there's an interesting story in that that period of um, uh, Jimmy Nickel's reign. We lost to Woking in the cup. After we did. Replay, <laughs> you remember. Now, Woking's star player was one Clive Walker.
0: Yeah, over the hill I, Clive Walker, as well. I,
1: I have to be careful what I say here, but a, a, an old friend of mine did the program for Woking and right. he, had, he had difficulty with the the, with the little pen pal or pen pictures of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because Clive Walker had a gap in his career, shall I say? <laughs>
0: I'll just put that down as um, otherwise engaged or something. I don't know. Really? Move it. Move along. Yeah, move yep. along. Um, your most memorable match. I'm tying in with I've got favourite Millwall moment, most memorable match. I mean, it probably come as
1: similar things. What, what would you choose as your biggest memory? favourite The, favorite the memory? Mem- memorable, most memorable match was the um, Chelsea uh, FA Cup tie in uh, '95. Okay, uh, when Keller saved the penalty uh, at yeah, Stamford yeah, Bridge. Yeah, Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, the the tension and the atmosphere in that ground that night was something to behold, uh, and there's been some similar situations when we have played West Ham and, and yeah other yeah other yeah games. yeah. But that night at Stamford Bridge, even going to the game, you know, the, the atmosphere outside the ground was electric, crackling. <laughs> the ground, oh, it was. <laughs> super. I, I went with my father-in-law Len uh, and my brother-in-law Des, uh, and we came, we were about to leave the ground at having won. Yeah. And the chap's the chap on the gate said, I can't let you out. He said, It's you know, it's, it's, it's mayhem out there. Kick it off. <laughs> so I said, Look, I, I, my father in law here and he put on yeah. the old, Oh, I've got angina acts, you know. <laughs> So and he could do it so well. Lee. So the, the guy said, "Look, I'll let you sneak through." So the three of us sneak through this open gate, would he quickly locked behind us, and we're walking out down Fulham Road. And, and I, I went to school in in Streatham, so I had a, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. lot of mates who were Chelsea fans. And because I got spotted yeah. in Fulham Road by one of my old schoolmates, and because he shouts, out, "What are you doing here?" You know. Um, Completely uh, um, make sure everybody's around knows <laughs> that a couple of Millwall fans available. But no, it was it was a fantastic night, uh, and um, you know Alex Ray that night was superb. Yeah, yeah superb great. player. I was right. thinking
0: about Alex Ray the other day, one of my favourite. I mean, you, you, you have to pick one when you do these things, but I, you know Alex Ray was one of my choices for mm. a fantastic, great player. And then you're right, that was his that was his night, wasn't it? He? Mm. he he lived for he lived for situations like that, didn't he? Yeah, um but yeah, great choice, great choice. That was um part of the cup run. We went to Arsenal. I think yep. Arsenal was after Chelsea, wasn't it? We beat Chelsea on penalties and no, we I, went think to Arsenal. Was, I think it was, was it before after
1: Chelsea. I oh, was at QPR? QPR, yeah, because Arsenal
0: would be the start of the run there, and then Chelsea yeah. and QPR. Yeah, because um, I was at Highbury for that one. That was a great night as well. The uh, Mark, Mark Kennedy goal that buried uh, Chelsea for uh, mm. Arsenal for good that night. Mm. Um, wonderful, wonderful times. Um, mm. Who's your favourite current player, Steve? I, I'll just go the...
1: back to the favourite moment matches I, I, mm. because no one can discount the the moment we all had at Cardiff um, because no. that. That that day out, and, and, and all right, it's been coined in many other areas as a jolly boys outing, which it was. It was terrific, uh, and mm. and we got beaten by, you know. When you look at the lineup, man, you know, very
0: very good uh, side, international class side,
1: you know, uh, with mm. a young Ronaldo as well. Yeah, it was it was a Beckham, sight to me Yeah, yeah, but I I, I you know I, we it was a big family group. Uh, um, you know, my dad was there uh, um, when he um, and a, an uncle, Uncle Ted, who who used to come to games with us. We just had a wonderful day out that we ne- we'll never forget. And um, no. uh, um, and I, it, from the moment we left to set off for the game till we got back, and then got back to the pub where we had jelly deals lined up and, <laughs> and a few pints. And it was it was uh, it was it was a it was a day to behold. It was a
0: wonder because the cup final was, I mean, a, a day out, as, as, as you rightly say, it didn't really have the tension, the gnawing yeah. sense of impending doom that the semi-final had. I mean, that, that was the longest, the longest half of football um, I
1: think I've ever I've ever experienced. I can't think of anything that came close to it in that second half. Well, I've always said that cup final for us really hung on the fact that when Diccio got sent off at Knotts Forest, yeah. And it was a young Wes, Wes Morgan who wound him yeah. up. And Dickio should have known better. Yeah, And, and I'd, 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 I'd I'd been through work. I'd got some seats behind the dugouts, the Millwall dugout at, uh, at Forest. And I could see Wilkins' face when the referee went over to him. And he turned round to the bench and he was just shaking his head because he yeah. knew what was going to happen. and Because he knew yeah. then Dickio was out of the final.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and naive, was, naive of him. But there absolutely. we are. Absolutely.
1: Uh, and, and he wasn't. He, he, Diccio wasn't a kid. Morgan was, um, yeah. but Dickio got bought into a, a, a little ruck that he should have had nothing to do with, and just concentrated on uh, you know uh, the rest of the game. And, and yeah. we left that night, and I, I said to the guy I travelled up with, I "said that's cost us any any chance we might have had in the final." Really? Yeah.
0: yeah, great day, great great <laughs> yes. run. Um, they, these are the moments that live in your life. Achtung, Mehlball um, so who would you pick out as your favourite current player? I mean, it's quite difficult at the moment, really, because I haven't really had a great season to, to,
1: to pick many out. Would who do you um, like in the current my, season? My my favourite player is Sean Hutchinson, has been for a couple of seasons because yeah, as I said at the beginning, you know, the side are so reliant upon his leadership and organizational skills. Uh, and he reads the game so well. Um uh, so he's he, he and 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 to be fair, you know, we've had some injury timeouts with him and uh and certainly when he started with the club, you know, he, he missed quite a few games when he, when he was first We've certainly and missed him this season, Steve, that's oh, for sure. W- w- without question. Uh, uh, and, and, and as I say, he's an intelligent player and, um, uh, and the, the side are much weaker without him. Um, and, and it's, I, I just, I, I like his style and I like the way he plays the game. And, nice and choice. Again, yeah. He's, yeah he's, nice a, choice. he's, 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 I, I know he's from, in, from the Northeast, but you know, for me, he's a Millwall player. He he
0: he um, he cares. Yeah. He cares. No, I agree. I agree. He's, he's. I mean, he's been here, like like Jake, they've been alongside each yes. other for a few years now, and they're both Millwall players. I think. Um, I think we do miss we do miss Hutchinson's organisation, or that's been apparent over the course of this this uh, fragile season so far. Um, good choice, Sean Hutchinson. Um, I never like the word. I've written the most hated opponent. I I I, I never like the word hate really in football. To be <laughs> honest, I know even I know people say he's a Millwall show. And there'll be people turning off left, right, and centre. But um, who's, your, who's your most disliked opponent, team or player? You can have a choice of. Well, it's Crystal individual. Palace. Crystal Palace.
1: Um, <laughs> like because that. at school, because at school, I, I went to school with a lot of Palace fans. And there was yep. a lot lot of bitter rivalry rivalry uh, during that period. And we played each other quite often during that period. We, we did. Yeah. Good results, you know. We came yeah, yeah. on top yeah. on yeah. some good occasions. But they had, they had a right winger called Mark Lazarus. I remember uh, the and, name. Um, yeah. he, he he I think they got him from Orient. Mm. And uh, he, he was a thorn in our side, and certainly a thorn in our Cripp's side. And they beat us at a Christmas game. It might have been Boxing Day, or certainly a game over the Christmas holiday. Um, where they beat us 2-0 at the den, and Lazarus scored. Keith Weller actually missed a penalty. I right. Remember okay. correctly. Um, yeah. and, um, I correctly. And the stick I got to score when I went back to <laughs> and Lazarus. And, you know, was, oh, <laughs> crikey. Um, so Crystal Palace has always been my, uh, 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 the, the side I, I dislike most.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I went to school with a load of Crystal Palace fans. I went to school in the, uh, Bromley. Um and it was during the seventies. They were always rated as the team of the decade, weren't they? I don't know how they achieved this. <laughs> they were the team of the seventies, Then they became the team of the eighties. And I don't know a mm-hmm. way after that. But um, I was like, how do, you, how do you achieve this? This tag of being the team of whatever decade you're in, you know? But um, I, I think they've always had a certain kind of middle class niceness to them that uh, belies the reality when you go there, you know. So I'll go I with still that.
1: think they're the Glaziers rather than the Eagles. But there you go. That's another story. <laughs> 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 playing
0: in claret and blue that speaks volumes for him as well
1: yeah
0: okay last question on my little list here steve um name your best ever Mill 11 so um okay. this is they, they bounced this question on me when uh when i was i, I did the the lions live show I, I had no time to prep i'm hoping i've given you a little bit of notice to yeah have a think about your best ever Mule 11 okay
1: um brian king go golf?
0: Golf? good choice great goalkeeper um, absolutely
1: yeah his yeah, number of appearances he's you know loyalty to the club and you know he still comes back to the club now and he does and, and does his bit for the uh, uh, executive club I know and, and yeah he's a he's a top man and, and uh, was a fine goalkeeper and sadly he was in an era when England were had a surfeit of some good goalkeepers otherwise either made Quite a few internet great goalkeeper,
0: and as yeah. you say, up against the likes of Great Clements, Gordon Banks to some level, Shilton, as well. yeah, Shilton yeah. So Peter, Benetti. and then there were there was many, there were many, many goalkeepers of the kind of mm. second rank at many of the first division size that could easily have stepped into the. I think of Joe Corrigan at Manchester City, and and yep. um, you know all, all great, great goalkeepers, big boys. You know,
1: let's go across the back line as your as, you, as, you, okay. as your defenders. It's a uh, back four, back four, yep. um mm. Ray Evans at right back. Oh, that's a good
0: choice. I do, I do agree with that one because he's he's not often named Ray Evans. I, like I, I love that we beat Chelsea. you feel when he scored a free kick that day, which I can remember yeah. still in my head, and I've seen it on YouTube since. Wonderful player though, very um, very cultured, but also hard. He's sure. no one's fault, was he?
1: Good choice. I, he was one of the first what I saw as a real attacking fullback. Uh, yes, he was. The, yeah. other, the other pretenses of attacking were, you know, we might be going up for a corner and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, he, was, he, he, he could get down the line and get back and defend. Uh, so I, uh, and in, in a similar vein, that's why my left back would always be indoors because I, I always thought, even though Good he was a right, right-footed left back.
0: Yes, yeah, he, he was.
1: was. He was a terrific footballer. And when Doherty signed him, I thought that was the missing link in the, uh, the promotion side. because yeah. we, we we just needed that. Extra uh, a defender who knew the game and and and, uh, uh, and and was not no way out of his depth when we got into the uh, the old first division. He was. He came
0: uh, from QPR. I think I think we, I think we best, signed him when we, when we were promoted. I think we were the first division season. He just brought a touch of class, really quality yeah. to, to to the back line. I do agree. Good. Is there? Are you going in the centre then, Steve?
1: The uh, it goes back to my uh, Kitchener and Burnett days. Um, Great choices. They were they were a partnership and complemented each other. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, you know uh, there was the fearless, intrepid Barry Kitchener, um, and the cultured uh, football uh, of uh, Dennis Bennett. Dennis Bennett. That, yeah. that sort of combination uh, uh, was a gift for us, and, and um, yeah, I, I you know, I, I look I look to those days with um, uh, with many fond memories of, of great performances from them both.
0: Wonderful. That's a that's a fair defence. Uh, Ray Evans, Dennis Burnett, Barry Kitchener, and Ian Dawes. That's that's a that's a defence that would um, go up against anyone. I think great choices there,
1: mate. What about your midfield? Are you going for in midfield? I'm I'm four across the midfield. Um, although it it. There, there, there are different ways of doing it. I've, I've probably lopsided it in some respects because I've, I've got to pick um, Alex Ray, who I mentioned earlier. Robert. Yeah, I think that's um, a great
0: choice. Wonderful. Uh, Dynamic attacking midfielder. Um, what what we wouldn't give for him in this side now, oh, Steve, absolutely, absolutely, in his pomp.
1: Absolutely. Could, could hit a ball a, a, absolutely. As, as hard as most other players. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and also when you talk about attacking fielders, Timmy Cahill, uh, who um, yes, uh, yeah. again was yeah. was very very loyal to us, and yeah. um, he, I, I think it was a situation where he could have gone a lot earlier in some respects, um, but uh, you know he, anyway, he went on to have a, still a formidable career at Everton and, and um, as internationally an international...
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely, so World, World Cup Timmy, footballer. Timmy is yep. a,
1: a, a terrific servant to our club. Uh, and, and Tim Cahill, great choices. Who you got on the wings? Um, well, I'm gonna put on the right side. I've, I've the only way I can winkle him in, really, and that's Terry Herlock, Um, uh, who I, I think was underrated as a footballer. Yes, he was. Um,
0: yeah, great he, footballer.
1: He was, he, his, his footballing skills were uh, unfortunately over overlooked because of his, uh, other well, he's, his, his, his demeanor. <laughs> Yeah. His demeanour, <laughs> but he was—he was—he he, he actually could pass a ball. He could control the ball, he, he, and could he had a vision. Uh, yes, and, he did. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and You know, I'm not saying Les Briley wasn't up to that standard, but Les Briley knew her lot strengths and 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 made sure really he
0: brought him there. into the game.
1: Um, Absolutely. So I, I don't underestimate Les's uh, uh, contribution now, but I'm also going to have a bit of a Maverick choice here, in the fields because I'm going go to go on then. Steve, yeah. Stephen Reid. Okay, um, that's a good choice. because, I, and I know again, it's in many ways, he probably wasn't at our club as long as he could have been. But again, he went on to have a fairly decent career.
0: Uh, yes. Coaching, and, and he's moved sport. into um, kind of uh, self-help um, yes. zone now outside the game. You know, yeah. um, great, great striker of a free kick, oh, really wonderful.
1: But he, he could play up and down the the, the wing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, 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 in a way that gave the balance because we had obviously Paul I feel opposite in in, in that that side that McGee had. Um, yeah. But um, what I liked about Reedy he could play in the week he could go fullback if you needed him to you know he's, he's quite a versatile player. Um so
0: I, and, know, a, and I, a product I of our youth um you know very that, much so. that, that wonderful wonderful period where we produced or signed youngsters uh, that got us out of the uh yep. the tier the league 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 division 2 I think it was called back then. Um great that's a great midfield. So we've got Herlock, we've got uh Stephen Reed, we've got Tim Cahill, um who's who's the other one? Uh Alex Ray. Alex Ray. Great midfield, great midfield. Okay. Up front now, Steve, who are we gonna go for as your striker? Well, I, I love the way I we've to gone to well, into four four two here. Well, this, is, <laughs> this,
1: this is this is this is because we're all fans, we've gone straight <laughs> to a four four two setup yeah. yeah. I have to say Weller, um uh okay. a boyhood hero. Yep. And um, he was a good enough player to could have played in any era. Um, he was technically that that good. So uh, I and I've said I think what well, well, you know why why I like him so much. But alongside him has to be Teddy um, Sheringham. Um, yeah, tremendous uh, player. Yeah. Because you know that that season after we got relegated, when he he scored 38 goals or whatever, thirty eight.
0: In all competitions in 1990, 1990 he scored 33 goals in all comps. I think it was probably about 29 league goals. Um, and he didn't... He, uh, what I admired about there, Steve, was that uh, you know, at the end of the first division period, other players moved on. I would have expected Teddy to have moved on, you know. Um, but he stuck. He stuck around with us. He, he gets slated yeah. and slagged by those that never saw him and don't understand his contribution to the club, but... But that was some season. Thirty-three goals in all competitions. Yeah. in One season, incredible, wasn't
1: yeah. it? Well, the hat trick he got at Bristol City um, was Alex, my Alex's first away game. Right. And uh, we came out of there, uh, and uh, Alex was full of, you know, what Teddy had done. I said, well, we can talk about it more in the car rather than walking around the streets to, to yeah. where we parked because there were a lot of City fans uh, on the. <laughs> For Millwall, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Stray Millwall, was often yeah. the case up at Ashton Gate. Um, yes, but, yes, uh, yeah, yes, but yeah, him that day was it was untouchable that uh, he uh, was a magnificent performance, uh, as uh, an individual performance that I've probably seen for Millwall. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that's that's my lineup. I've got one substitute that I, I want to throw in, yeah, please. I've got to say, feel. any subs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only I, I'm going to go in the old fashioned way, one sub. Um, just one sub old this, school. This, yeah. this chap again could play everywhere. Lucas Neal,
0: yes, very cultured player as well. Keep using that word, don't we?
1: Yeah. And Lucas Neal was the missing component for the game at the um, old Wembley for the auto windscreen. So he got injured against Peterborough, right, a week before the final. Yeah, and we had no replacement for him. And no. he against Wigan, he'd have won that game for us hands down because he was just a superb player.
0: That was very, very Again. skillful. Skillful with the ball, oh. um, intelligent. You name it. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good substitute to her. Lucas Neal coming off the bench, and I, I like the old school one man substitute. You don't get enough of that in the modern
1: game, do we? <laughs> oh. There
0: we are, um, Steve. We've reached the end of our thank you listed line questions. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy? Uh, I
1: thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it was a stripped trip down, down memory cold lane. memory lane. <laughs> yeah very very true and, and 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 you know to think about some of the people i went to football with over those years um bring back some really happy memories and and uh, and uh yeah they were they were important to me as i got older and and, and as i am now a grandfather uh, and hoping to take my grandchildren at some stage in the near future so that's uh that's well an ambition still to uh, uh, to um, uh, to have well said i like that
0: um I really enjoy doing these little uh, shows, listeners, listed lines. If if you're interested in coming on, do get in touch with me. It's always great to talk to Millwall fans and uh, reminisce about uh, the old days, Coldwell Lane and, and all the rest of it. I've really enjoyed doing this, Steve. So thank you very much for you're very welcome um, joining me today. Um, we will be back later on in the week after... What looks like a difficult trip to Rotherham, Steve, <laughs> to say, Wednesday night, oh. and then what could well be a very tough home game uh, versus Middlesbrough for Gary Rowett. But uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope for the uh, hope for the best. Okay. Those. Give me give me a score prediction for Rotherham and, and, and uh, uh,
1: at best is a draw at Rotherham. Um, the Middlesbrough yeah. game, them being managerless at the minute. Some sides react positively to being managerless, of course. it needs a win. He needs he does, a win. He does. He does. He does. We'll see. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed for yeah, it. Absolutely. Um,
0: Steve Lee, Listed Lion, thank you very much for joining us on the show, thank mate. You. And thank you to you, too, for, for tuning in to the next edition. Ariva Dirty Mill. Bye for now.
1: Achtung. Millwall.